The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 Yes, Beyond. Oh, there's no That's Brian it. here to do no that. No Brian with here to do that Man. with you. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Beyond number 507. I'm Max Scoville, and I'm joined by my two darling matching <laughs> sons, Jonathan Dornbush and Marty Sleva. We didn't plan to hey, do this, Papa. but it happened. You, you already look alike, and now you're wearing matching sweatshirts, like some sort of just awful characters yeah. and something I wouldn't watch. Yeah, it's it's like a... a, a this Netflix sitcom Pokemon evolution wrong. gone wrong. It's yeah. really stupid. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you're just listening to the audio, rest assured, they're dressed similarly and they look alike. <laughs> so that's the joke. Anyway, um, we have some great stuff to talk about this week. We can finally talk about Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which is out today. Uh, we all played it to completion. Yes. Yeah, we all beat it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's a, nice. that's a, that's an uncharted game. We are also going to talk a little bit about Gamescom, which is kicking off this week. That is why no one else is here. All of us. our friends have left us. Yeah. All of our friends Sounds are, like are my normal life. in Germany. They're eating they're, knuckles of pork. Knuckles of pork. <laughs> Sonic and knuckles and pork <laughs> knuckles. Uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff from there. Uh, apparently a PS1 classic known as <laughs> Effect is getting rebooted. Uh, and then a bunch of games come out this week, but not as many as should have, which is all of them. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, let's get into Uncharted. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. make sure, uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. We're not gonna spoil anything. And I always do that thing where I'm like, this isn't a spoiler, but, and then yeah. I say a spoiler. I'm not gonna do that thing where I'm like, hey, so I know it says in the title, The Lost Legacy. Do they find the legacy? <laughs> Well, nobody finds any legacies. <laughs> that, uh, I mean, that's what Nadine was dead the whole time. But yeah. other than that, yeah. I thought it was yeah, no, it's weird no, that they were true. both yeah. ghosts and that they couldn't physically <laughs> uh, interact with anything. <laughs> uh, no. So what's what's the story here? Like, yeah, I mean, I think Lost Legacy. It, it's everyone sort of entered thinking like, this is this an experiment for what's going to happen going forward? This is a, a forty dollars standalone adventure. It's much shorter than the other Uncharted games. You know, they were saying its length is comparable, but it's, it took me about six hours. You can if you try to collect everything. Like, yeah. I spent a little more time, I think, than you in the open world area mm-hmm. because I just was being like, I need to collect everything. And it took me an extra hour. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, yeah, it's much shorter. But, no, uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's throws you into the, the shoes of, uh, of, of Chloe. Fraser. And she's, she's cool. She's yeah. been around for a while. Uh, awesome. and then yeah. you, you team up with Nadine, who was mm-hmm. introduced in four. And that's kind of the whole thing is it's, it's, it's Uncharted, but with girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's fine. It yeah. works well. I really, the, I think the story, the writing, the characters, and sort of their personal arcs, like both of their arcs separately, and then both their their collective arc, Other uh, to me is is that's like why I like what I love about the game. Yeah, I think both of them are fantastic, mm-hmm. and like both the writing and the performances work so well. And it was like, oh, this is it's some of my favorite writing in the series. Mm-hmm. I think there are certain moments that I was like, oh, this is perfect. Well, and but. it does that really great Uncharted thing of oscillating between these heavy moments of drama and gravity, and then also these like 
silly, quirky one-liners, but then also just like moments of the mundane, yeah. which Uncharted does really well. Like those moments in, in Uncharted 4 where you're just walking around his house and playing games with your wife and like that kind of thing. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I really like the introduction to this. Like it starts you off and I mean we've actually – we've kind of already seen this, right? Or No, they showed us they showed us a chunk – well, the way this was revealed was that this chunk of, of Chloe kind of exp- going yeah, through this. Yeah, place. but you didn't know yeah. it was Chloe. So right. she was wearing yeah. like a hood in that version that's of the, it. Big, that was the big PSX yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, it actually starts off before that. Um, but I think it's a really kind of interesting little like very, very sort of slow personal way of, of kind of introducing a character, even though we already know this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's weird though is I feel like this totally could be a standalone game. And for a, for a chunk there, it kind of is like you could, you could basically be like, Oh, I'm playing this on its own. Uh, Part As of me with, wants to without say, having the prior knowledge right. of who these people are. Mm-hmm. Part yeah. of me wants to say this could be if you've never played an Uncharted game before, this is one for you. But towards the end, it starts bringing in stuff from other games, mm-hmm. and then you kind of do need a prerequisite knowledge. Yeah, uh, I think it does take a lot of the kind of the the nuts and bolts of Uncharted Four and uh, kind of refines them and distills them a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's weird that they are putting this out as a standalone thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm- Curious as to like just hearing the story behind this because it's it's clear that that uh, you know Neil Druckmann moved on to uh, Last of Us Two, but this def- this doesn't feel like a, a B team thing because the game is no, gorgeous. Yeah. The game's one of the prettiest games ever made, and there are, I, there are set pieces in there that stand up to some of the best. Of oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. The set pieces are are few and far between, but when you do get them, it's like oh crap, this is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I don't know. I think one thing that happened though was uh sort of the by by compressing everything uh into a shorter span i started sort of seeing the wear and tear of some of the mechanics of uncharted 4 um i don't think the combat's bad in the game but i don't think the encounters were particularly memorable or interesting in terms mm. of like a level design or enemy variety or you know just a relationship with your mm. weapons i felt like i was largely pushing through them because i wanted to see what chloe and nadine were going to talk about next yeah. like i cared more about the growth and Sort of way they converge and diverge from each other throughout it more so than them in combat together. Yeah, I played through it on complete baby mode because the mechanically it doesn't do anything new. Uh, I mean, it does, it does, it kind of reinvents things we've seen before in a familiar way, but as far as like how you play the game, uh, there's lock picking and I think there's C4, which is basically like dynamite, but it sticks to stuff. Yeah. And I don't even remember if that was in previous games or not, yeah. but I don't remember. Yeah. There's like nothing really groundbreaking. Like you're, there's some puzzles where you push stuff around. Yeah. Uh, you yeah i mean it's 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 the the pieces of uncharted 4 mm-hmm. working together yeah there's a oh, lot yeah. of climbing you know melee combat yeah. gun combat there's the, the grappling hook yeah, yeah there's the open world section in the middle that uh that's where like your jeep comes into play and you have a map and uh you do some you know some more winching it's uh, like the same jeep isn't it it looks like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. like they could have painted it blue or something. God, how did they yeah. get from Madagascar to <laughs> India? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like the exact same jeep it's very it kind of looks a lot like it uh, i really appreciate that they tried to do something different and be like, hey, we're going to give you freedom and, yeah. and sort of a lar- the largest play space they've given us so far with a bunch of optional stuff to do. But ultimately, I feel like it didn't succeed where other open world games, you know, this year, like Horizon or like Zelda succeed in that uh, it doesn't really give you an incentive to explore. And it also limits your curiosity to the point of even punishing it. Um, yeah. Just in terms of like the game is so gorgeous and you'll see this like sort of toppled column and you'll be like, oh, I can run up alongside that and get up on that ridge. But you can't. You run up to it and you sort of just bounce off. You do your little. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you see a surface. You're like, oh, I'll definitely be able to climb up that. But you do that jump and you don't grab onto anything, which again, after playing Horizon and Zelda this year, 
it sort of it, it delivered an expectation for what an open world is in 2017. And I realized those were such vastly different games than this, but I couldn't help but feel like I just wanted to get through the open world segment as quickly as possible to get back to those character moments. I totally had that issue too where I was bummed that you couldn't go wherever you wanted to, but I did like in that level because they had built everything out. There were more puzzle opportunities mm-hmm. and I felt like the puzzles there were actually pretty decent. Uh, compared to sometimes the like hunting for treasures to me has never been really that fun in Uncharted. But here, when you're hunting for that level specific treasures, they at least have some sort of mechanics to them each time yeah. that I appreciated that they put that in. Yeah, I think um, Naughty Dog as a studio is really interesting because they they have grown up with their with their games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you look at Crash Bandicoot, and the first one is is kind of a rudimentary you know 3D platformer ish, and then they they iterated on that, and then they jump into Jack and Daxter, which does some more mechanically ambitious mm-hmm. stuff, and then we got Uncharted and. I think that honestly, like Uncharted Two is kind of a perfect video game. Like it's it's really hard to kind of top that. Uh, and they they tried, and then we got Last of Us, which is sort of like, oh, here's another console generation, another leap forward, another uh, sort of turning point for where the games are going and for their audience. And then it's really weird to go from the Last of Us, which is so kind of grounded and mature in more ways than one. And then kind of shift gears back to Uncharted Four, which is sort of taking what made Uncharted good, but making it sort of. Uh, it's it feels like mechanically rudimentary mm-hmm. after playing something with like a crafting system and and proper mm-hmm. stealth yeah. and all that uh and the storytelling tries to be more sort of toned down and i it, it seems almost like it's it, uncharted 3 should have been the end of uncharted but obviously it does really well and people love it mm-hmm. so they want more of it and in this case it's if you liked uncharted 4 it's more of that if uncharted 4 was something you're tired of this isn't going to i don't think blow anyone's mm-hmm. minds well, and I like the idea, though, that at least for like Lost Legacy, that it's sort of this very well constructed theme park ride, like a roller coaster that they've predetermined. I agree. I love like sort of more of the openness and uh, player agency you have in The Last of Us. But at least with Uncharted, I'd be cool if every year and a half or whatever there was a four to five hour adventure in mm-hmm. this world with some of the side characters yeah. that I got to just explore. It was well written, well acted. Like I'd be cool with that. But I agree. Yeah. I don't want like a. 15 hour uncharted right now like that doesn't fit, mm-hmm. at least in the mode that uncharted has been i mean i think if we were going to see I, w- I i sort of wish that uncharted 4 had been something that maybe they came back to after doing two last of us games or three last of us games and yeah. they're really like all right let's from the ground up reinvent this mm-hmm. but it still has the guts of what last gen uncharted games were like uh, and in this case i mean brian really wasn't wild about this game because i think he's just sort of tired of what uncharted has to, to offer mm-hmm. uh and i mean it's we've played games that attempt similar things and did, I don't want to say do them better, but do them more ambitiously and succeed. Um, you look at, I mean, there's, there's a large chunk of, I mean, the, the Madagascar sequence in Uncharted four and then sort of the, where the hell Western is it? Ghats in India. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. this big open, yeah. open world area, but Uncharted has, isn't an open world game. Mm-hmm. It's like wide linear at best. It's not, it's not meant for that. And that's not its strong suit. So it feels like, I don't know. It feels like when, I don't know. Cypress Hill decided to do rap metal. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you, you were fine just doing rap. You don't need to try to mix yeah, it up. Yeah. And uh, well, I almost wonder if the open world thing is also an experiment, not just for Uncharted, but for The Last of Us Part Two. Like, can they deal with mm-hmm. larger, like a open full or open uh, urban area where yeah. you can sort of enter and exit buildings, and it's not because even Last of Us One felt again, it's it's open world in a linear corridor yeah and the idea that like i there were all these teases people found out online that like the last of us part two could take place in seattle it's like could they do it just a huge chunk of seattle and let you just kind of explore it Mm -hmm. like maybe they're trying to build that and this was a good test i wonder how they would do that because so much of what makes naughty dog stuff good especially more more recently is they they tell stories they do make these incredibly cinematic experiences that you still get to play and there is that i think theme park ride is a better comparison than like oh it's like a you know interactive 
movie or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's you're you're funneled through different things and it's it's enjoyable along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with an open world game, when you give a player like proper choice, they kind of screw up the story because they're playing it at their own pace mm-hmm. and doing their own weird little things and you know climbing buildings and jumping on stuff and. If you try to like really push them around too much within this open open construct, it gets I don't know, it gets kind of messy. And I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. I feel like this uh, the open world section of Lost Legacy is very much a swing and a miss, but it also doesn't overstay its welcome. No, if the whole game was like that, I'd be frustrated. But well, you can you, spend as much or as little. Time yes, as you, you can. You can yeah. do the couple things you need to do and get out of there, and then yeah. you're back to sort of the, the the chunk of the game that I think is the strongest. And I do think the back half's really strong. I oh, yeah. really I think yeah. the, the sort of the, the the plot elements and characters they introduce, and then I think the the set pieces. There's two of them in the last act and a half or so that I just adored. Are awesome. Yeah, yeah. are among the best yeah. series I've had. So I was a little bummed that the villain was a little underdone. Yeah, it was a good performance. It's uh, one of the actors from Veep. Yeah, actually, but uh, yeah, I was a little bummed that was it uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yes, uh, yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus is a Sav. Yeah, <laughs> I literally had to just stop and try to remember who the bad guy was. Yeah, I, that's uh, yeah. He's he's he lacks motivations under that uh, other than he's just evil. Yeah, especially yeah. when put in, like next to how interesting and deep and sort of like humanly flawed Nadine and Chloe are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, um, but no, if this is like you said, if this is Uncharted going forward, and if every you know year and a half, two years, we get this sort of smaller, condensed adventure featuring you know characters like Sully or something. Love to play with Sully. Game. Yeah, exactly. Was, young Sully. I was thinking about oh, young Sully would be great. Sully, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking also just like in a if they want to go totally off the like gunplay sort of thing, do an Elena story before she met Drake and she's like a journalist, photo journalist, and doing yeah. photo journalism and like it's yeah. sort of different and less Pokemon snap with gun yeah. runners or whatever I'd play yes. that. it's really cool um, <laughs> Not a yeah, cool game. Uh, yeah it's I, I would say uh kind of the verdict and let me know if you guys agree mm-hmm. or disagree if you loved uncharted 4 and wish there was more of it you'll love this mm-hmm. if you weren't crazy about it then you probably won't love this yeah yeah i think right. if you were tired of uncharted by yeah. 4 this isn't going to pull you back in yeah but if you're still a fan of it at all this yeah is i feel really- uh, that's to me is i feel largely about this game how i did with four and i feel like that's going to range for everybody so if mm-hmm. you dug forward like i think you're going to really enjoy lost legacy yeah mm-hmm. um on to gamescom the video games conference com, the big old the big sh- the big show yeah conference yeah in cologne german maybe. yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've gotten a few things kind of trickling out of that. They had a, what, they had like a Microsoft thing. Yeah, they had a Microsoft conference yesterday. It wasn't very, it was yeah. thing this morning. Uh, yeah. Again. The cool thing, so out of Microsoft yesterday, the cool thing that actually pertains to this audience is that the lone new game announced was, uh, Jurassic Park Evolution, which is coming to PS4, Xbox, and, and PC. And it's from the Rollercoaster Tycoon devs and Elite Dangerous devs, but it is, you are building a park. Which I kind of just love. I think like Jurassic Park is such an interesting thing for like a theme park builder, but also like a weird Pokemon breeding thing. But then also having to ultimately deal with disasters when like a T Rex yeah. gets out and like well, eats a fat tourist. And like obviously they <laughs> they have dealt with like the zoo tycoon of it all. Yeah, yeah was, the zoo tycoon of it all. <laughs> yeah, the zoo zoo tycoon of it all. My new novel. Uh, yeah, it's just like they know zoo tycoon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they just have an idea of how those systems work already, mm-hmm. clearly from all their experience, and the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park universe is a brilliant idea to integrate yeah. into that, it's I think. coming out next summer. I don't think it's going to be tied in with the movie, but it's probably going to be around when the sequel's coming out, yeah. which is Forgotten Kingdom. Uh, Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> Forgotten movie? Kingdom, Revenge yeah. of the Fallen. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is such a bummer because I love dinosaurs and I love Jurassic Park. I don't, I really don't like, like simulation building. Oh, I like building games. things. I, I love I tycoon know. games. Yeah. Maybe I haven't given them proper, a proper chance, but yeah. like this is, this is sort of like, I don't know. It's like when they're like, oh, we're doing, it's a Game of Thrones game. I'm like, oh, and they're like, it's a Telltale game. And I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I yeah. guess that's like you in like, uh, if, if a game called Zoo Tycoon didn't get you, like a game where you, like you love zoos. 
Yeah. But you still want to like make a zoo. You I, just, just- I mean, if you're like, hey, check it out. This game has all kinds of animals. I'm like, all right, great. What are you, what are you doing? You're like, well, you're, you're kind of the business side of things. Like, I don't want to do the business side of animals. You're so setting like, the price them. of hot dogs at the convenience stand. <laughs> They're all $2,000. Let me ride the tiger. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that was the, uh, that was a big thing out of Microsoft. Also, uh, yeah, Microsoft. Yeah. And then, uh, this morning we had EA, which, uh, we had a bunch of new looks at, uh, puppies. At, yeah, there was a puppy. There was an adorable puppy. They brought puppy. Uh, a puppy on stage for the new Sims expansion, Sims, Cats and Dogs, and they brought an influencer dog. I don't know how to tell you this. That dog isn't a puppy. That dog is pretty old. Oh, it's a lot. They put a lot of dog plastic surgery <laughs> on the dog. It's also a Pomeranian. They age, yeah. they age well. <laughs> that dog has six million Instagram followers. Yeah, I like I like it when I like it when dog accounts get really political. Yeah. And people are like, "Wait, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> this is not why I follow you." Yeah, okay, that's Jeff Palm believes yeah. this. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, we also there was uh, some Battlefront stuff. Yeah, yeah we got the, the first sort of meaty look at the uh, flight combat stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I so I love I love the first Battlefront. I'm the first one to admit that there was it was you know light on content, especially at launch. Um, I'm very curious to see how much they improve on the uh, fighter squad. I guess now they're calling it aerial combat or dogfighting, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is. Uh, it was it was one of those things that people were like looking at the first Battlefront and being like. Yeah, but where are the ships? Can you fly the ships? I want to fly the ships. Do you have space combat? And they're like, we don't have space combat. We've got like battle fighter squadron, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. And it yeah. was like that felt like even when they started padding out uh, all the other sections of that game with more and more DLC, that was the section that still felt the yeah. lightest by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they added like they added like two two more ships with the Rogue One DLC, which is like the last one that yeah. came out. Uh, and it's just it's always been I don't know it it was. I don't think they ever really fully committed to that side of it. It was kind of like a check mark. Um, in this case, though, we've, they've got Criterion entirely focusing on vehicular stuff. Yeah. Those guys obviously know how to make stuff that moves fast and is fun to control. Uh, I looking at the gameplay, I can't just be like, "All right, well, is this going to be fun or not?" Or what's you know what's new? Yeah, different? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It looked it looked really hectic, like large scale and hectic. But there was like the variety and ships were definitely there. Like each if if you're the you know the good guys or the bad guys, you have you know the Y wing tie bomber analogs like that kind of thing for all the different ships, and then tons of hero ships that that go through the entire series from Poe Dameron's. Uh, was it Black One? The, yeah. the X-Wing to uh, like Darth Maul ship to the Millennium Falcon to Slave, Slave One. One yeah. There, yeah. Um, and they all have like different hero abilities. Um, yeah, this looked really cool. And then they also teased, this was like you were like above a planet like near a space station. They've also teased sort of more like in orbit space combat with like mm-hmm. Kamino, which was really weird because in the trailer, Yoda's flying a ship. I don't I like this. I think he's just gunning. I don't know how that's going to work. I also don't like the idea of Yoda gunning. Yeah, gunner. yeah it's <laughs> weird. I I, like Yoda does fly here and there, but I, I just feel like it just doesn't really work. Yeah. Like Mr. Miyagi owned all those classic cars, but he never really drove <laughs> around. <them. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was weird seeing him fume in traffic. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems kind of out of character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see more of this. I'm also at this point where I just like, I just want to play the game. Like Absolutely. I just want it to come out and I want to like see it and, and I really hope that there is, I hope they're not showing their entire hand when it comes to like what's in there. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then there's this game, uh, this other game you put on here. You spelled it wrong. Yeah, I, no, it we took me, yeah. I think six, F-E. six oh. cool searches. F-E. Fe. Yeah. Fe. 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 This was announced, <laughs> what, four years ago? <laughs> no, it was at E3, E3 2016. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was a year and a half ago. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> um, and this is the EA original that's following up, uh, 
if if think Unravel was the first one, this is the second one uh, by a much smaller team. He plays like his little mythical fox man who's in the middle of a nice, colorful forest, and you're going around gallivanting and collecting and probably bringing a darkness back to life, or no, like like bringing the light, light back, back to right. a darkness. Because the ancient <laughs> evil has been awoken. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this got a release window at least in early 2018, mm-hmm. uh, coming to everything, including Switch, which was nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I got a glimpse of is this game called Biomutant. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's a bunch of ex, uh, former Just Cause and Mad Max devs yeah. who are, yeah, Avalanche. Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're working for, uh, THQ Nordic and they're making this game called Biomutant where it looks like Far Cry with Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. So yeah. like, I really want, and you get like, you, Basically everything leaked on Amazon because of course it did because yeah. Amazon Europe is always doing that. Uh, but they gave like a whole rundown of everything in the game, which makes me think that it's probably coming out sooner than we realized. Uh, I think they said it's – does systematically generated mean the same as procedurally generated? I mean I think at a certain point those words don't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> it says systematically I, generated worlds, so it's never the same thing twice. So I'm guessing that means procedurally generated. Yeah. Uh, but you're running around this world as this little animal person and you I guess collect different like – Power-ups or mutations or things, so you can both. I think you get you get. Uh, did they say prosthetics? You get like robot it, parts. It's essentially yeah. Uh, so we IGN actually debuted the cinematic trailer for this, um, and it shows the little rocket raccoon like yeah. dude. Uh, he's got sort of like a robot eye and a giant sword and other attachments to him. And I think essentially in the game you can alter your character to have the different electronic attachments that you want. So it's like Deus Ex where you just become more and more of a robo. Yeah, but, but you're, you're a, a raccoon. You're an adorable animal. It sounds animal. great. It sounds great. And there's a bunch of vehicles. They're like, yeah, I'll go on a jet ski and a toboggan and a canoe. And it's from the Just Cause guys. So like they know how to do like wingsuit stuff. Yeah. So obviously they can put that in this game. You said there's like hot air balloons. I'm like, that's yeah. not an exciting vehicle, but I want to <laughs> ride one. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, like I, I'm, I'm Always saying, and this is frequently in regards to like diversity in games, but I'm, I am a, a white guy every day when I wake up and it would be nice to play a video game where I'm not and you know, you can make that as political and, and SJW oriented as you want. In reality, I just want to play as more animals in video games. <laughs> I feel so like through. I'm reading a, in a dog Instagram right now yeah. with all these politics. Your <laughs> yeah. No, I don't mean to get uh, too political here, yeah. but I really want to be a raccoon that's got le- like reptile fingers and like a laser cannon or something. Well, and it's just like, if the idea, like, I think I might be like creating a game here because I don't know what this game actually is, but like if you can like kill some other like weird mutant critters and then be like, oh, I want that thing's arm and all of a sudden I got a snake arm. That seems great. What is a snake arm? <laughs> it's just like, it's fl- just floppy. Oh, no, yes. Okay, we're just, doing too much. Of you the just same. glue like a second, a second character onto your body. And <laughs> oh, just like a talk, yeah, yeah. Or like a banjo kazooie. Like you can't really take a snake's arm. Someone already has <laughs> <laughs> nature. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this though. It's it looks. Uh, it's always cool when like a game is both announced and then like a bunch of crap shows up for it, and yeah. you're like. Not only what is this, but I know this is real. Yeah, if they, if they yeah. showed a logo and a cover, sure. I'd be like, ah, but it's cool. It's, yeah, go to bed to not know a thing exists, and you wake up and you're like, oh, this is something I'm excited for next yeah. year. Yeah, you know? and we can actually see it exist. Yeah, exactly. yeah, super excited. Um, yeah, but we're gonna our, our, the rest of the team is uh, over in Germany all week, so we're gonna have a ton of hands-on impressions of all sorts of uh, the big EA games, uh, Bethesda games, Ubisoft games, uh, some Sony first-party stuff. So uh, yeah, stay tuned to that. And we're also gonna be streaming live. I think There's Brian's gonna, gonna be, be doing a bunch yeah. of that. Brian's gonna be playing uh, Battlefield front and all yeah. that and they're gonna be talking to all these people and interviewing yeah. them and doing the whatnots and they're doing like a mini beyond there probably yeah yeah uh so other big big news uh fans of fear effect the playstation game from 18 years ago uh good news everybody the game itself is finally legal and it's getting reinvented uh no so they announced that they're going to be basically doing a whole like remake remaster whatever the hell we're calling it at this point is a french developer called 
Sushi. 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 But spelled wrong. <laughs> so, so they spelled the, the S-U-S-H-E-E. Okay. I was a little bit worried because I, I clicked on that developer's page because I'd never heard of them. And usually when you go to like the about, the about us thing, it says like, hey, we're, uh, an indie dev, uh, formed from a bunch of X, Media Molecule and Ubisoft. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this was just, we're video game developers who play lots of games, including, and then they just listed like a hundred games. That games sounds like they're like- looking for a drummer. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're a band. We need a drummer. Like, here's what. Here's our Rocket influences. League and Red Dead and, and Mario Rush World. And the Who. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's a little weird. But the weirdest thing about all this is that there's several Fear Effect projects in the work. One is a top-down isometric, uh, isometric strategy game that looks like hand-drawn anime that is being crowdfunded. My gut says unsuccessfully. Okay. But then this Fear Effect Reinvented, which is a full remake of the, the 3D sexy lady survival right. horror game, is just getting a full on. It, it doesn't need to be crowdfunded. It's coming. Yeah. So this Whether is, you like this it is or weird. Not. Obviously, some people like Fear Effect. I, I never played it. Uh, it came out, I don't know. I, was, I think it was na- end of 99 or early 2000. I was too young for that. Yeah. I was playing Pokemon. But this is a I game that diapers. lead very heavily into fan service. Like this was kind of that. Uh, there's actually, yeah, there's a, a, an ad that I'm trying to find right now that IGN is quoted on. It is, uh, this is, I'm sorry, I have to read this. First of all, the ad is a large yellow background and it has two cell shaded women, one of whom is, the one of them is lying on her back and she's reading a magazine called Big Guns. And the other one is, uh, straddling her and giving her a back rub and it says in big letters, no one's surprised this story is capable of 13 climaxes. And the that's women a pair are also that's ba- that's a bad storytelling. The women's are women are also both in their underwear and they have guns. Uh, man, where I can't even read it. It's too small. This is it's basically just really it's a very very bad quote and it and it's sort of like if you're gonna remaster again, do you have the quote ready to go? Yeah, you I was all gonna read. We all have the quote saved. I, yeah, I have this actually my phone wallpaper. The women in the bikinis. <laughs> that IGN quotes is kind of an added bonus. I was gonna read the opening of the review. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Oh, the it's review just, is also a good. Option. Basically, in addition to the game not having aged well, it also kind of brings us back to like, what was IGN like in 1999? And really, maybe nothing was good in 1999. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be revisiting that period. At oh all. no, Backstreet Boys Millennium was out. That was a pretty good time. Well, the Backstreet Boys yeah. came back. All right, so don't you know get. Every The IGN review opens with, I freaking love the Resident Evil series. It's great. I'm a little tired of it, you know, so so I want something new. Can I go now? (laughs) Dan would fire us. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Uh, But yeah, so Fear Effect was a 3D uh, cel-shaded like sci-fi-ish survival horror game where you play as these two agents. Um, And it came out in a post-Resident Evil 2, Silent Hill 1 world, and those two games were very good and were like they they did what they set out to do and they succeeded whereas this was it f- relied almost solely on this titillation which where you look at now like yeah, you look at that you're like oh no there's breasts watching a video there's the, the women you, you can see their thighs but when you're yeah, watching yeah. now this is the tamest Zoom. thing ever yeah. like there are bus ads that are <laughs> more erotic than that no it was uh it's very much kind of a uh i don't know symptomatic of that period of just overly edgy video game marketing sure. and uh i think uh aesthetically it holds up really well because cell shading frequently does uh it's really cool that they were like i mean it's funny because they have the same level of complexity of character models of other yeah. games at that time like tomb raider or whatever yeah. but there was this weird like attempt at realism that was happening with mm-hmm. some of those uh i mean you look at you know resident evil one and you're like who are these horrible wood <laughs> scampering around on, yeah. on the screen and but then yeah later on in in uh, the PS1 era games like Parasite Eve like tried to go for realism. Even like Final Fantasy VIII had like realistic proportions. Mm. 
and even though like the the hardware wasn't quite there yet, like we didn't really start getting there until PS2. But um, yeah, I'm just very confused. It's part of the Square Enix Collective, which is them. They sort of are going to their own vault and being yeah. like, let's pull these things. I out. love that they're doing. Yes, I think yeah. that's super cool. Um, we keep saying how we want them to do Gex because yeah. they have IDOS games as well. Yeah. yeah. What was that? What was that slogan for Gex? Is he's a reptile with a boner? <laughs> is that what they said? <laughs> I don't think so. But in uh, the game, that's the Geico ad. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, but no, in Biomutant, if you kill Gex, you can get his boner and you can put it on there your you body next to your snake arm. Uh, no, I mean we're making fun of this, but I'm actually like I'm curious to see what they do with it. Yeah, so am I. Um, totally. Yeah, it was one of those games that always caught my eye because it well, for obvious reasons, when I was 12 or whatever. <laughs> but also, I mean, it was I don't know, it was, it was aesthetically interesting. It was drawing yeah. heavily from mm-hmm. kind of anime stuff but it wasn't japanese and it had a kind of danger girl aesthetic going yeah. for it you mentioned here um, this was also it was one of those four disc games on ps yeah so I was oh reading, really i was reading yeah. up on it was really interesting is that uh in addition to having this sort of cel-shaded very like high contrasty like artsy looking like characters the backgrounds were apparently just uh fmv video like they were they yeah. were just like footage of streets and stuff just going that's ahead. why how you needed the four discs yeah, yeah. so it, it was like press video that was a lot it took a lot of cd-roms to put those those no. real player files on yeah. there it's just weird that we're getting more and more games that are like and we're launching in 2018 i feel like it's just in the last like couple months have people finally started to be like yes this is what's coming out next year like obviously we knew stuff like god of war and spider-man were going to come out next year but i don't it's interesting for pretty much every game we just talked about it's like yep next year next year yeah um, no, that's good though. I mean, it might get kicked down the road to 2019 or sure, something, but it's cool to be like, have an idea of what's on the, what's laid out there for us. Uh, now as for what's coming out this week, there's a bunch of stuff coming out this week, but as I mentioned earlier, just not enough. <laughs> Why do you keep ver- saying we're that? all very bored and we need <laughs> no. more computer games to play on our PlayStation devices. There's a lot of video games. Uh, okay. So Thimbleweed Park is coming out. This is the Ron Gilbert kind of adventure game, mm-hmm. sort of kind of old LucasArts meets sort of X-Files Twin Peaks sort of vibe. Yeah. yeah. So this is like, this heavily is old school. Whereas like Broken Age was very much uh, an adventure game modernized for the normal 2017 human being. This is like, hey, unless you understood how weird and quirky those old adventure games were, this is going to be very confusing. I like it a lot though. Uh, and then there's Duck Game, which yes. is, I love, I talked a bunch about Nidhogg last week. Duck Game is, uh, it feels like if a video game was playing a prank on you, yeah. uh, it's, you play as ducks and they have guns sort of a la, I don't know, Worms World Party or Worms yeah. Again or it's whatever. Like, and it's single screen local multiplayer. And you run around and it's sort of last duck standing and the levels occasionally make no sense yeah. at all. Like there'll be, there'll be one weapon on the map, which is, uh, like a grenade, but the entire level will be over lava and the bricks will be, it's all destructible environments yeah. and everything and all the, the bricks will be made out of like balloons. Mm-hmm. So the first person to throw, the grenade just destroys the entire level. Yeah. And so the person who wins is the last one who drowns. So yeah. you're just like, it's over in like three seconds. Yeah. Wow. Um, incredibly stupid game. Yeah. Really yeah. fun. Yeah. If you like Towerfall, uh, Nidhogg, anything like that. And like it, the game feels almost like joust because you can like flap a little bit and sort of do a like a little. And it's so ugly and stupid. Yeah. Like the ducks ugly. are dumb looking and yeah. it's just like a great <laughs> stupid game. I yeah. really love it. Uh, the Escapist too. Have you have you guys messed with these games? These no, games? no, not yet. They they've always like interested me. I just haven't gotten around to them. No. Yeah, they're, they're like uh, kind of cooperative prison break games, I guess. That's cool. Um, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, one of those ones that I just, I've I've just skipped entirely. But, yeah. Um, now the Jack and Daxter is getting a re-release. Uh, yeah, they're bringing uh, the original is coming back for the PS2 classic. Essentially, is coming okay. to PS4, but they put out it's sort of it's not like a remaster, but they added trophies to it. Like they've and I think leaderboards, like online leaderboards somehow. Uh, rules. I think they've added something extra to it. I remember this; they announced it a few months back, but it's sort of like in that weird space where obviously they re-released Ratchet and Clank a bunch and sort of of like parallel 
times of release. Mm-hmm. Jack and Dexter never really got the same treatment. Yeah, a like ton. yeah, like Ratchet got the the full on. You know, the the last year's Ratchet and Clank game was like a ground up remake of yeah. the original, and then obviously we had the Crash trilogy, which took the the levels and mechanics of the first three games, but also just visually, you know, brought them up to 2017 standard, yeah. and so. Yeah, I'm really curious if they will ever do that fully with Jack. Yeah. Like if they'll do anything other than a here's a polished up PS2 version of the game just it, because Naughty Dog as a company seems to have moved on absolutely. so much yeah. from that era. Yeah. Uh, Mages of Mistralia. You said it. You were I wrote in the notes, it. I don't want to read that word. I don't know what that <laughs> is. Well, you said it's like Australia, but missed. What is this game? So you got to actually play it a little bit? Yes. Said, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've only seen it via like the Kickstarter, but essentially I, what, intrigued me about it is sort of the combat system you create your own spells like you're a magician who has the ability to create their own spells and it's all sort of like rune or like shape based yeah like how you yeah create it. and so it's like a weird thing where like certain angles mean a certain thing and so you create a symbol and that is like the different properties the different angles and like width and shape of your symbol will dictate like what your spell is but uh ultimately it's a top-down you know action rpg huh. zelda like yeah. um yeah something I, just, I enjoyed it when i played it like a year and a half ago I like the idea that, like, I just, I was telling you about, uh, this game beforehand called Eichenfell that's mm-hmm, in production yeah. too, of just like, it's sort of like a magic school, uh, where it's like a turn-based RPG, it looks like sort of thing. But I just like, we're getting closer and closer to the Harry Potter game I always yeah. wanted. And I, I was just, sort of watching you telegraph that that's <laughs> yes. how you were excited yeah. about that. And that's essentially, I just want a Harry Potter game. Please make that. No. So <laughs> anytime there's a game with magic or wizards or spells, You've got buying me. that can get us one step closer to Jonathan's Harry Potter game. I'll send you my pitch document, WB. Don't do that. Uh, all right. So, oh, here. Well, so you forgot. If you, if you like Harry Potter, well, then, and you all, and you also like ninjas. Well, boy, howdy, are you gonna love Naruto? Because it's basically Harry Potter with ninjas. And if you get, if you asked how many Naruto games do you think are gonna come out the week of August twenty second, twenty seventeen, one on PSN. Keep guessing. Two. No. Eight. Three. Five. <laughs> there, are, there are five Naruto games coming to PSN this week for whatever reason. I don't know if they're like ports or what. There are five, five separate SKUs for Naruto games on A lot the of PlayStation Store. So Did you know 2017 is colloquially known as the year of the Shippuden? Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone else – all Shippuden. the hardcore fans have moved on to Boruto who's Naruto's mm-hmm. son. I don't I'm like not, that he named not his son Boruto. Yeah, I don't, it didn't son Boruto. Yeah, it seems odd. Yeah. Goku didn't name his like boy Boku. It's Gohan. Go, it's, Gohan, it's close. Goten. It's, yeah. It kind of goes with the I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, we're not trying to make fun of Naruto. I just think it's odd that they were like, I'm like, ah, PSN, what's in store today? And I'm like, okay, all right, okay Naruto. All right. Um, a couple games we talked about that came out last week that I got a chance to actually play. Uh, there are two really cool cyberpunk games. Uh, one of them is Observer. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's intense. I don't know what I was expecting. This kind of got this sort of appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. It's the studio that did uh, Layers of Fear. Yeah, the art sort of at least like the key art reminded me of Soma. Also, I don't know if it has any vibes of that at all. I but. think it probably does have a fair. I never played Soma. Okay. That was the, that was the guys who did uh, Amnesia, Amnesia mm-hmm. and but it was like facility horror, like deep yeah. sea yes, or something. Yeah, and yeah. it was like it was scary, but it was less. It was kind of more like ex- exploration. Yeah, scary. yeah, yeah. Uh, in this case, you play as this guy. Uh, it's a dystopian, you know, cyberpunk future. I think it's the year twenty eighty something, uh, and you. Our voice, you're this character named Daniel who's voiced by Rutger Hauer of Blade Runner and other direct-to-video cyberpunk movie games. Uh, and there's a ton of like very obvious, like very kind of overt like Blade Runner influence here. Uh, aesthetically, I was really surprised at how cool this game is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's first person. You walk around and you're this guy who's like a – an observer is basically somebody who hacks into your thoughts. Like he's sort of like a dream snatcher. Like he mm-hmm. goes in and just – he's got this like – he jacks into your brain. Um 
and then he winds up in this like this tenement uh, ex- like kind of investigating this murder and then things start getting weird and there's like a, a whole lockdown and then it turns into this like intense horror story and it's kind of weird to be like okay so here's cyberpunk here's this fairly high concept science fiction setting to begin with oh and then by the way there's like horror on top of that yeah so i think effectively the tagline is what if somebody could hack into your fears uh that's cool and it gets it gets i got a little bit a little bit too, i don't know if i'll finish it. i'm kind of a kind of a big kind of a milk baby when it <laughs> yeah. comes to being scared of stuff a milk baby? but in terms of just exploring the environment it does some really cool stuff it's very like kind of first person adventure where you go around and look at stuff and analyze things uh but in addition to being like oh i'm here's normal vision and i'm i'm picking up objects and looking at them closely you also have like electromagnetic vision which is for like analyzing electronic stuff or like bio vision which shows you like if you see like a blood trail so it's like kind of having these like this yeah. two tone detective mode kind That's of stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, is there combat? Uh, Do you have I a gun? don't know. I haven't gotten. To, I haven't gotten to a gun yet. I think. I think it's mostly just walking around yeah. and, and getting startled by yeah, stuff. Yeah. The trailer um, looks really cool. The game looks gorgeous and, like yeah. you said, very it's, very creepy. It's interesting because it's like it's it's gorgeous. It's a, a Polish studio, I think. Um, good work, Marty. Tell your tell your friends that I say good job. Nastrovia. Uh, but it's uh it's like it's got these wonderful like almost like VHS. Uh, sort of filter over it. Like it's very like, Oh cool. It's aesthetically like looks, it looks right. Um, and it's got like lots of just grime and dirt and there's like cassettes laying around and motherboards and there's like kind of that retro futuristic, like this was a Rudger Hauer movie from the late eighties that they they just forgot to release. Yeah. Like he's, he's in like a a 85 Mustang or something. Mm -hmm. Like it's just kind of got that wonderful like clock radio sort of aesthetic to it that I really like. That's awesome. Uh, Another game totally different in every possible way is Tokyo 42, which came out, um, this came out a while ago on PC. Mm-hmm. It is an isometric uh, open world shooter. Uh, it's very stylized, kind of like uh, I don't know, it's very kind of low poly art. And yeah. uh, basically, you're an assassin and you run around this big, sort of uh, very colorful cyberpunk setting. Uh, and it, it you, it's all you know, it's kind of isometric, sort of three quarter top down, uh, which is tricky when you're trying to like jump around and navigate because you don't really have much in the way of depth perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you can rotate the entire map a la Fez, which is very cool. Oh. So you just shift it, you know, uh, what, 40, 90 degrees, 90 degrees 45. Yeah. I don't know degrees. I'm not very good at that. 360 degrees. No, that's 98 um, degrees. That's yeah. 98 degrees. Oh, you turn it 98 yeah. degrees. That's a man uh, band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a man band. <laughs> <laughs> All grown up now. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's reminds me somewhere between like Hotline Miami, Fez, and the early GTA games, like one and two. Yeah. So interesting. That's awesome. It's really cool to see like, uh, I mean, I love cyberpunk and science fiction, and it's mm-hmm. cool to see those settings actually like tackled by people who aren't just like, eh, she's got a robot arm and there's stuff written in Japanese on the wall. It's like actually yeah. very much like, oh, you totally like, you read the books, you yeah. know, you, you know your stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, Tokyo 42 is 20 bucks and Observer is 30. So nice. if you want to check out something new and interesting, there's that. Um, Yakuza Kiwami, which is the sort of modern remake of, speaking of, of old PS2 mm-hmm. games getting proper re- remakes, this is, uh, the first Yakuza game, which came out, I think, 2002? I think Yeah, it was a, it was like a mid PS2 game. Yeah. Um, that got a full remaster using the Yakuza Zero engine. Uh, this is cool. It's 30 bucks. Um, I just, I've been grinding through Yakuza Zero, which is right. entirely yeah. from the ground up, like a new game. Uh, and that's a prequel. Uh, and I was like, I jumped into this kind of hoping it would be noticeably new and different. It feels very similar, but at the same time, it's also retreading familiar ground from the first mm-hmm. game. Uh, it's, uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's really fun. We, we give it a review. It was, uh, 7.9. The old double dash. Yeah. Uh, it's, what's really funny is watching like the PS2, uh, the PS2, like, 
cutscenes and stuff mm-hmm. and then watching the, the modern ones because mm-hmm. they like really, really stuck to it. Like it looks – so if you're a fan of the first one um, – Can you go back and forth at all or like see archival no, versions? No, because they totally did it in a new engine. Yeah. I think they added some some new stuff in there too. Um funny. It seems like yeah. between zero, this, and then six coming out next year, just accuses – had a very big past year. Yeah. yeah, so it's their 10th anniversary. Oh. Um, so they're pushing really hard to do it. Like it says this whole thing at the beginning where it's like 10 year project or something and there's like a picture of a dragon for some reason. I guess because he's the dragon of Dojima. I'm, I really like, I really like Zero. <laughs> really into yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I think I might kind of pass on Kiwami. Yeah. Kiwami means extreme, by the way. Ooh. You've got a new, a new extra thing on the end of your like, super Kiwami. <laughs> you, like the whole thing with Yakuza is like, it's like very like serious, grounded, hard boiled like crime stories. And then you're like, <laughs> I'm going to beat the crap out of this dude with a yeah. bicycle. Yeah. Like, what? Like, okay. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah. that's what we're doing now. Um, do what you're going to do. I would love to meet like, I'd love to like meet like hardcore Yakuza fans in, in Japan and just be like, what do you, so what do you, what's your day like? Or hardcore Yakuza. Yeah. That, that too. I what? imagine there's some overlap there. Honestly. Yeah. What would that be? Cause like the Yakuza games do a better job of what life is like in Tokyo, just in terms of like aesthetically and mm-hmm. sort of like cultural things than most, than like GTA does. Of America, GTA just lampoons America. Right. They're yeah. also like they're not. I mean, you run around and you beat beat dudes up, but it's all kind of in like a random encounter setting. So yeah. like, it's I, I love it because it has like these this like text that flies across the screen. It'll be like goons, and you're like, oh no, the goons are back. <laughs> or like they'll have a character, like a person who's a character. It has a name, but they didn't want to go to the trouble of like putting his name in the font. So it just says menacing man. <laughs> and you're just like, all right, well I guess I'm beating your ass with a bicycle. Use this potted plant to kill Isn't you. Is there like a talking cat in Zero Two? Like, I don't know. I haven't gotten to the talking. I feel cat. Like I've seen people huh? screenshot that. There's a, there's an underground. Uh, like lady, ladies wrestling league that you, yeah. you get you get into. Oh, the TV show you, Glow. You didn't, you, maybe you just watched Glow. Well, yeah. <laughs> you might have just watched Glow. Apparently, in, in Kiwami, they added in uh, a ladies wrestling mode, but it's a crossover with an old Sega arcade game about making insects fight. So the women are in like bikinis, but they're dressed up like beetles, like. <laughs> yeah, R- Ringo really or George. <laughs> I would actually like to know what our actual Yakuza like thinks of. Yeah. In, in the same way that like the Sopranos, like real people in the mafia watched the Sopranos and like took influence from it. Like there are all these studies and like talks about how they actually were influenced by it. I'm super curious if anything like this would at all. Yeah. Like, and I mean, the thing is true for it's them. Funny or, is one, these games are like incredibly like they're like kind of earnest. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very like the, there's a whole mission in, in zero where there's this like, little girl who really wants uh, stuffed animals from the claw machine. So you have to like go into these like uh, UFO catcher yeah. cafe. And, like <laughs> She's like, I really want the turquoise squirrel. <sighs> I have a single parent. You're like, oh no. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm supposed <laughs> to be like solving a murder or whatever. But I'm going to get the squirrel. Um, yeah, it's, it's, they're really, like they're really funny and they're very goofy. But at the same time, then it like switches, like shifts gears. I mean, I'd, I'd compare it to maybe like Metal Gear in terms of like mm-hmm. little yeah. inconsistencies that still sort of work. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I mean, I feel like this is to I, what I imagine organized crime actually is like in the, the what like Chicago the musical is like yeah. <laughs> Chicago organized crime. It's just kind of like I don't know, uh, kind of out there. Uh, I think I'm gonna wait on this one though. I think I'm just gonna play six when it comes out, which is yeah. like next mm. year. Because uh, yeah, it feels it feels pretty samey compared to uh, zero. Maybe I'll get bored though and jump into it. Um, Anyway, that's about all the that's about all the show we got. Uh, but oh wait, there's just one more thing. It's time for rapid fire, Ooh. special time of the show where we all answer questions from our Facebook group, which is facebook.com/slash/group/slash/podcastbeyond. That is the name. I love it when I love when Brian's not here. He's like groups.net. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. yeah. 
Chorizo. Um, <laughs> so something interesting popped up on the PlayStation UK Twitter account. Yes. They posted like a four-second video of a CG red a room that's like lined with lights, and then there's an object in the background, and it's got a red cloth above it. And yeah. The object's like sort of like a polygonal shape, but it's got a little bit of a of a slant to it. Could have just put up an image. It's that. No, a picture's worth a thousand of my good words. No, I mean, I'm and, like, and a video is worth yeah. oh, as many seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But so like I, they have like this, it, like the lights kind of come up. Like it's this weird short little video of like somebody. Like, is it the beginning to another video that they just cut at the beginning of or? Yeah, I was no, like, I, I don't. I was uh, messaging right before this with Andrew, who's in Germany, and I'm pretty sure he was drunk, but he's giving me also all of his theories. He's like, if you look closely, the whole video is computer generated. That's not a real room. <laughs> and I'm like, OK. You don't have to look that closely. It's, so, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, his thoughts are that it's going to be a <laughs> – I think he said uh, we're coming up on the 10th anniversary of Uncharted. And so he thinks it's going to be a limited edition 10th anniversary Uncharted PS4 Pro. Okay, that seems to make sense. Uh, yeah. Kevin Adderidge, Adderidge, I guess, says, What's under the cloth? A legitimate guess and your wildest hopes and dreams. I like that. Yeah. What do you guys think? PS5. PS5? Yeah. No, I mean, the idea that it says, like, reveal something new, I feel like a limited edition just doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't feel like worth the tease to me. This is going to be Sucker Punch's new game. You're going to put the, you're gonna pull the cloth and it's going to say, Infamous. Three, four. <laughs> <Sort of>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this, this is my pie in the sky is that they're going to reveal uh, Sucker Punch's new game. I don't know when, yeah. though, because they're doing it now and they're not doing anything at Gamescom. Yeah. And Sony's next big thing is Paris Games Week, which is like Halloween. Yeah, there was no indication of when this will be shown. Yeah, right. Video. It's also very odd that it's just PlayStation UK. It's not like a coordinated effort across there, all I the... I think there were a couple others, okay. but it wasn't like the US PlayStation account did not tweet as far as I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, what if it's like how they, they... Didn't they reveal the premiere date of the newest Game of Thrones season, but it was in ice. Melting ice? It was like oh, captured in ice. Well, so the whole thing about that was it was on Facebook live stream and they were melting the ice as it was happening based on how many likes were going, but it broke and so it just started spewing fire. <laughs> because they're like, uh, They're like, oh, this is actually taking way too long if we wait for the likes. So then they just shot fire at a cube of ice. Yeah. Uh, wow. So yeah, they're like publicity. July. Fire and ice. Enjoy. Good God. Uh, but yeah, I genuinely don't know. I We were talking a little bit before. I could see it being a some sort of console refresh in some way, but I don't know what, especially after having the Pro so recently. Yeah, yeah um, I don't, maybe like a bundle or something. I don't know. No, I don't. A, 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 just a bundle of things. Just a bundle. Just, Maybe. Oh, what if it's a PlayStation One Classic? Oh, Lord, that's what I want. Uh, yeah, I'd take that. Yeah, that'd be a very yeah. nice yeah. one. Okay. There was that's that episode cool. of Beyond we did where we made the list of our. PS4 that wasn't on that episode, and I listened to it. It was, was a pretty angry. great episode. I was angry at it. Yeah. It's left off some great games like. Yeah, well, sorry. That- Fatal Frame Two. <laughs> Wait, that's like the name of the game. Um, fear effect. <laughs> Fatal frame is the scary. Job I was gonna make that fart, that fart laugh noise at anything you said, just to just to <laughs> just to rib you. Uh, let's see. Jay Lewis says, "Is PUBG coming to the PlayStation Entertainment console or not?" I'll come back to it. Okay. Uh, PUBG is uh, Microsoft just announced kind of like an ongoing. Ex- so what is the story there? I based on the language that was used at Gamescom, they revealed that Microsoft is publishing PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds on Xbox One. 
Yeah. And it, they are exclusively publishing it on Xbox One. That is all the agreement says. Yeah. It does and not say they are – Every the f- time someone's like, so is it ever coming to PS4 or is it on Xbox One forever? They're like, we are publishing it later this year on Xbox One. It's the clear thing of just it'll come to PS4 at some point, but they can't because of legality like say yeah. that. And that's I, fine. Yeah, I 100% think like, this game will come to PS4 in 2018. Yeah. Um, might be six months. Might be a year. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but this is like sort of a big deal just because it's easy. If you only play console games, you probably have overlooked this, but, uh, player knows battlegrounds, which is still in early access, but sort of launched to the public a couple months ago, uh, quickly has become the biggest non valve game in steam history. I think 8 million insane. players they recently passed yeah. and back in E3, it was at like the 4 million player yeah. mark. So it's, it's catast- like kind of astronomical how big this it's is. It's, cat- big. it's destroying steam. <laughs> it's apocalyptically big. <laughs> <laughs> this disastrous fan base has <laughs> ruined Steam. You're all wonderful people. Uh, uh, I, yeah, really, but yeah. I really want to play this game yeah. so badly. I really hope it comes to PS4. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm going to play it when it comes to Xbox anyway, but um, that's pretty much all I'm going to be using my Xbox for. Yeah. Maybe Sea of Thieves. Season um, Thieves. Season Thieves. No, yeah. uh, I love my winters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, like I, I play mostly stuff on, on, uh, on PlayStation because obviously I host the show, but also it's just kind of where I've, where I landed this generation. Mm-hmm. And last time, last gen, I was on Xbox 360 predominantly. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's, it always sucks to be like, oh, this is coming out for this thing. Oh, all right. Well, I'll wait. You know, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's stuff always comes to Steam first. And I'm like, well, I got, well, wake me up when it comes over. It's also yeah. one of those games you're going to want to play with friends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Laura Anders says, what kind of a Game of Thrones game would you love to see? Earlier I made a sort of a snipe at the Telltales one. I know, I know some people like it. I just, uh, I mean, it seems kind of odd that there's already like, here's this wonderful universe that already has a very complex story with lots of characters interacting. Here's more story and characters interacting. Yeah, yeah. Ah. That one also I just didn't feel quite succeeded in the Telltale model. I thought they had better season. Like it was right around the time of Borderlands also and I thought Borderlands was so much better yeah, that it didn't agreed. look as great in comparison. Yeah. I don't know because I think it depends on the type of Game of Thrones fan you are. Yep. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm talking to someone who loves the books and loves the series for all of the political intrigue and for all of like the deceit and backroom dealings and all of that. But we're now at a point in the show where it's look at all the cool action and it is a totally different thing from the thing that person mm-hmm. loves. So I'm like, well, it depends on the type of fan I feel like you are for what kind of game you would like. Factor 5, take the uh, the lair engine and have you as Khaleesi on the back of Drogo. Is that his name? Her dragon is the same Drogon. name as her former lover. <clears throat> yeah. It's uh, Carl Carl Drago. Carl Drago. <laughs> Not. Ivan Drago's Drogon cousin, Carl. Uh, yeah, that sounds cool. I honestly like when he's like, what would a Game of Thrones be like? Well, Aram. Witcher. Yeah. yeah Witcher. Yeah. They already kind of made a few of them. I mean, it's it's especially this season. It's gotten, it's gone like full like like dumbass video games trope yeah. and stuff where yeah. like, oh, yeah. the dragon, we gotta use magic and yeah. swords. Yeah. Was there I have a, f- a special item. <laughs> <laughs> was there like a full, am I blanking, or was there a console released like RTS type game? There was, game? and it wasn't very good. Yeah, I feel like that is the type of game I would assume you would try to make yeah. on this universe. I, it just keep, I always, I think I bring up the nemesis system on everything, but I feel like this is like the world of Game of Thrones, the nemesis system would be a smart thing. Yeah. Just in terms of like that is how you could bring that idea of political intrigue and deceit. The nemesis system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. the Newmancis. I want my Seinfeld based Newmancis. I was going, I was going with the incest joke. The Ooh, oh, because that game—it's full of sister There's, kissing. Yep, because an aunt and a nephew might kiss soon. Ooh, tune in to find out who it is. Anyway, it's not, uh, it's not me. Yeah, I'd love like a just a really stupid like single character focused Game of Thrones game where it's just like I don't know, like, like just. <laughs> 
Varus's robe shopping adventure or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it Varus or Barris? Varus. It was Varus. That's the man. Yeah. That's the bald man without the penis. Yeah, I like those. I like those. Munich. Those sh- that show. I like the stories. I hate the names because they're all like ah Melindelay, Melimel, Missandry. You're like you're like oh what about Brom and Brum and Brum? <laughs> I also got Grey Worm. Grey yeah. Worm's pretty yeah. good. Grey Worm's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So Game of Thrones is a hot show. <laughs> <laughs> um. Brian Altano. This is actually Brian Altano. Age eight says, which video game has the best bar? Marty. Me, the video. What is your answer? Uh, I think I like the, the, uh, the bar in Catherine. I like the bar that you own in, uh, Grim Fandango. There's a bar you go to in Earthbound that transports you from foreside to moonside, which is a metaphor for getting drunk. Oh. Wow. Sometimes you enter a bar and everything's foreside and then when you leave, it's everything's moonside. Ooh. In Moonside, they say hello instead of goodbye, and everything's backwards. It's very confusing. Yeah. Right, what about you? I not nothing is immediately coming to mind. Sorry, Brian. Uh, I like I can't think of the bars and games. They don't really stick with me. I've like I pulled it up. I was but, like bars and games, and there's like a complex like top fifty list that yeah. like, goes over all of them. And I'm like, this is a lot of bars. And I was like, this is also from like 2012. There's not there's like a ton of stuff missing here. And I think they picked one for like they didn't have any of like the, the dozens of taverns in The Witcher. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure like I had fun in a GTA Four bar back in the day, probably. Yeah, uh, I always get I get uh, the bar from Tapper. The arcade game Tapper, I get anxiety because mm. it's all about just like they're they're like throwing beers across the table and it's like Dude, that bar sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tapper is not a good bar. I would no, not want to go there. No, it's a bad bar. Don't all communal there. seating. Bad bar. <laughs> it's bad all bar. communal seating. Bad bar runs that place. Yeah, the <laughs> elephant silly man. elephant. The cantina uh, is that a, is that a trick answer? The cantina hasn't. I'm trying to think if that's been done properly in yeah. in a game. Oh, Super Star Wars. You fight, yeah, like a, you fight one of those giant monsters. Yeah, it's like a mile and a half long, <laughs> and it's you fight the Wolfman like 18 <laughs> times, and everything explodes yeah. for no reason. Uh. Is there a Persona Five bar? Uh, oh yeah, you can actually work at the bar. It's called Crossroads, which is confusing because that's the name of our coffee shop. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't. Oh man. I'm trying. Like I think Saints Row had a bunch of good ones. Yeah. But mm. then there's also like, would I want to like hang out at this bar or would I want to just like go to it once and then be like, this is too loud and expensive. I, don't, I will not go here anymore. Is there, does Yakuza have good bars? Yakuza has one. It's called Serena. Okay. Um, yeah, you go there. I, I you go there a bunch. It's got like a bunch of cool. I think just Tokyo has cool bars yeah. in my life. Yes. Um, I met, I met Kel Mitchell at a bar this weekend. Oh yeah. I'm Keenan and Kel. Was he all that? <laughs> I, I bet so many people made that joke to him. I bet he was very upset. Apparently he hosts a video game show. Really? Game changers or shakers? Game shakers. It's a Nickelodeon show about like yeah. a group of kids who are, who basically run like a mobile game development studio. I would call it Kelzone. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah. So I was explaining the plot of a Nickelodeon show I have not seen. So yeah. we're <laughs> that's weirdly enough, that's actually a Nickelodeon game show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain the plot of this. Summer Sanders host is yeah. it's great. Oh yeah. man, I had such a crush on Summer Sanders. Who didn't? Um, all right. So finally, Kristen Bates asks, what's a day in the life of Peppers like? Peppers is my little Pomeranian dog. If you are unfamiliar, you can follow him on Instagram, www.instagram.com slash aw peppers, aw with two W's and peppers spelled like the, the, what is it? Like a fruit or vegetable? I don't even know what it is. I think it's a vegetable. vegetable? The, the seasoning? The dangerous oh, vegetable. Like yes, peppers. I know, but he's multiple. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so Peppers is, he hates flies. They come in the house and I'm guessing they probably smell like other dogs poop. So it's probably like a, like a terrifying ghost. 
like to have this like because dogs can smell everything but if a fly comes in and it's like tiny but it smells like 18 dogs you're probably like what is that i have to fight it uh but i don't really know what he, he sleeps a lot uh yeah. hates delivery people oh yeah, yeah. he comes to, I he comes to work he has a good time yeah he, he's always very polite at work i feel yeah, yeah. Oh. He, it helps when he's in like clothing yeah, he has an R2D2. Well, yeah, he howdy. hates that one. Oh, yeah. Mostly he, sweatshirts are punishments for dogs. Yeah. They're being too rowdy. But he's real adorable yeah. in it. And he's in a video game, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I think Peppers is going to be put in a butt sniffing pugs game. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, I don't know when that's actually coming out. I backed okay. it on Kickstarter and they were like, you want your dog in the game? And I was like, I. I guess I should back you on Kickstarter now if you're <laughs> I legally have to. Yeah. Does he have six million uh, followers on Instagram? No. Like Pe- Pe- Pepper's like there. he's got like I don't know like a thousand maybe maybe I need to post more photos of him doing stuff. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. They're the best. Uh, anyway, that's uh, those are all the questions we have. That was all of them. Just give you a lot of more exciting stuff oh. to talk about later this week in Gamescom <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Doing good. We got like a couple minutes here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for. I'm excited to see what's coming out of Germany. What are you excited about right now, aside from video games and that are on the PlayStation family of systems? Just like in in Anything. life, Ooh. I want to. I wanted to see Logan Lucky this weekend or Lucky Logan. I, st- I think it's Logan Lucky. Okay, yeah. going back and forth. That, who's that's Steven uh, Soderbergh. Soderbergh. Yeah, yeah. Soderbergh yeah. came out of retirement. Yeah. Yeah. even though he's been working the past. Few years. Uh, yeah, and it just yeah. looks like Hillbilly Ocean's Eleven, yeah. which I think is great. Yeah, yeah. Introducing yeah. Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the funniest thing is to promote that they're like, oh yeah, it's got Channing Tatum and it's got Kylo Ren and then it's got introducing Daniel Craig and everyone's. I think everyone's like. We know, we, we know who he is. We've well, <laughs> seen him in films before. The whole thing about this movie is that he essentially like did a different deal than is normal for like Hollywood marketing. So he put out trailers that weren't like tested by groups at all. He just put out the trailer he wanted to make. There's some ways they marketed with the like publisher of the film so that they had to do like a million dollar deal. Like it was very small. So there's not like an extra $40 million put on this movie. So even if it doesn't make a huh. ton of money, it's still possibly that's like, super cool. Be, yeah, like yeah. it could be a success, even if it doesn't make a lot of money. Yeah. And then I'm excited for the Game of Thrones next week. Yeah. <clears throat> I, hope everyone, I hope everything works out for everyone. <laughs> so I love Probably I love won't. when Game of Thrones when a season ends because then you we don't have to worry about spoilers for like a while. Yeah. yeah. You can just be like, oh, good, I can go to work on a Monday and not worry about having missed the, what hap- whatever happened. Don't be me. one of those people that post spoilers on Twitter. That's bad. Yeah, yeah that happened to Marty and me. Uh, yeah. I checked out this really fun little iOS game. Uh, it's called Vignettes, and it is basically like a kind of touchscreen version of Nog, if you ever played that. Ooh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, there's just little colored objects and you rotate them. And it's one of those things is like it's it's like a very obtuse puzzle game, but it's also very easy. You just turn yeah. shapes around and yeah. it's all like perspective based and then you unlock things and there's like no no words or instructions, but it's like three bucks and I've been some, like playing I, with it. I get such satisfaction out of like games that that simulate like the tactile sensation of just maneuvering an object. Like I don't like yeah. Rubik's Cubes, but I like games where it makes me feel like I'm good at a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember that like craze in the 90s of like weird little wire puzzles and like bu- like puzzles that would just people would have like, like yeah. a few of those. Yeah. yeah, they were like, it was like, how do you get these rings apart? And then you just pick it up and like fiddle with it and then once yeah. you figure it out you put it back together it's like this game is kind of the the, the digital version of that but also huh. sort of pop-up bookish in a weird yeah. way okay uh but i don't know i love i love games like that like that and hohokum and nog are all like they're i know a lot of people are like this isn't a game it's this stupid what's the point and i'm like i like it it's i know there's no point it's fun like relaxing yeah. simulator yeah like, like proteus or monument valley flower yeah. even flower yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dornell, what about you? What are you? What's new with you? Uh, I'm not playing a bunch. Of, I'm playing Undertale, even yeah. though that is in the PS4 family. I finally started. Yeah, I need that. to jump on that. Yeah, I'm only like an hour or two in, but I love the humor so far. Uh, I think it's really it's hilarious. I've laughed out loud a few times. Really? Yeah. 
Um, there's, it's just like, because it's so, things come so out of left field. I'm just like, oh, I didn't expect that dumb joke. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, and just smart things they do with the combat. I don't want to spoil it for like PS, even though it's been out for a while for people on PS4 just jumping in. Don't want to spoil it. But yeah, that, and I'm just really excited for, uh, Bojack actually. Really? Uh, the four seasons coming out and I love that show. I think it's such a smart blend of like, it's this animated show about animals, but it's one of like the most human shows on television and the four seasons coming out and I think it's just a really smart show. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Um, I don't know. Aside from this iOS game. Oh, I'm, I'm reading, uh, this comic, The Wicked and Divine. Oh, nice. Ooh, uh, yeah. it's super good. It's, uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. Uh, Kieran Gillen wrote the Darth Vader run for Star Wars recently. He's done a bunch of stuff. He keeps busy. He also used to work for PC Gamer. Which like oh, cool. it was like, it makes cool. me fills me with like hope that like not stuck in this hellhole forever. <laughs> right, comic between him, Mitch and Gary Witta, and yeah, Jared. Exactly. Like I could work on Star Wars someday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he's it's it's basically uh, it's somewhere between. Uh, I think if American Gods meets American Idol is like a good sort of elevator pitch. Like basically, you got me. <laughs> uh, basically, gods come back every. 70 years or something and they they show up and they pretty much become like celebrity pop stars and oh, wow. some people are like this, this, is, this is a bullshit this is not a real thing you, yeah. you aren't gods <laughs> and then they're also like they have you know fans i mean the whole idea of that like the word fan is derived from fanatic is kind of a part of it yeah mm-hmm. um but they're all like they behave as sort of mythological gods would and they like they all fight each other and they all sleep with it sleep together and do all kinds of weird bad stuff but it's um Really smart. Uh, it's the first few trades are out. I've been buying it single issue and just letting it pile up. Yeah. And so, like, I just am fine. Like, I need to catch up, and so I'm just burning through it, and mm. it's super interesting. Still ongoing. Yeah, and it's it's from Image, which, as far as a comics publisher goes, in 2017, has I can do no wrong. Yeah. yeah. So good. Um. Yeah, I, I have like a pull stack at my local comic shop that I just I'll get stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'll get around to it. And I'll put it down. And then yeah. I'm like, I don't. And then three years later, I'm like, hey, I finally caught up on Saga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, that's what's new with me. Uh, if you would like to give us a holler and say hello, we're of course in the Facebook group, which is again, facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. And if you want to shoot us an email, we are just beyond at ign.com. We are all also on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. I move my microphone by accident sometimes. Uh, Jonathan is JM Dornbush and Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two T's. Uh, and yeah, keep an eye on IGN for all of our big, huge Gamescom coverage coming from Germany. And, uh, yeah, on that note, beyond. Beyond. Pizza Hut. Beyond. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.